Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Our international news review, Steve Oaken, joining us yet again today. Welcome, Steve. Thanks. And, you know, you didn't get to my question to, uh, to, to the Speaker of Parliament, which is, you know, when can we get our softball fields back? For the Singapore Slow Pitch Softball League. That's oh, what I want. There you go. There's your first world question right there. <laughs> first world problems from Mr. Steve Oakin. A niche sport, a niche American sport. Softball. Let's get it back. All right, Steve. Let's get started. Uh, we got lots to talk about today. And, and let's start generally with the big sporting events coming back to Singapore. This is a great story, uh, your softball league notwithstanding, uh, for uh, for Singapore, not, not just for people who love sport, but for the economic system of all the people that it supports the vendors and and all of everybody well glenn it's not only the sports is coming back everything is is coming back i mean singapore is is chock-a-block and and it's going to be sports it's going to be concerts it's going to be business conferences and events and it's so great to to see such a you know two you know english premier league teams coming here, but you're going to start seeing the concerts coming. You're going to see, you know, as I say, business events. I'm, you know, as I'm the senior advisor for the Global Private Capital Association. We're trying to, to schedule a, an event towards the end of September. We can't find a date where we're not going to conflict with something. Wow. Everything yeah. is, is happening here. And it's not just what's always happened here before. It's what's coming here from Hong Kong, too. And mm. it's really making this place going to be very vibrant. That's a key point, isn't it, Steve? It's really gone from naught to 60. I mean, to use that F1 analogy, it feels like the car on the starting grid and it's just accelerated. I was talking to someone this week from an event management company and they have literally turned from can they pay their own staff to, to I don't have enough hours in the day to take on all the projects I'm now being offered. So I suppose, Steve, it's a very happy problem to have in the coming weeks and months. Not if you're trying to organize a conference. <laughs> well, that aside, and a softball league, lest we forget. <laughs> but, and, and, and think about, and, and again, in and, and the Hong Kong piece, because if, if you look at the two biggest private equity conferences in Asia historically have always been in Hong Kong, one called Super Returns, one the Asia Venture Capital uh, Journal-hosted uh, conference. Both of those are going to be in, in Singapore this year. Uh, look at concerts, right, that are going to start to come back, and and. And look at what's happened. Like China has a list of 88 performers who are banned from China. Now, that didn't mean Katy Perry, <laughs> who's banned in China, couldn't play Hong Kong. Lady Gaga, who's banned in China. Jay-Z, who's banned in China, couldn't play Hong Kong. But maybe they may not be able to play Hong Kong anymore because of, of the, the, you know, of, of what China has done in terms of bringing Hong Kong into, into the, the PRC much more directly. You're going to see those big names only coming here. Maybe they're going to play some shows here that they wouldn't have otherwise. Or maybe they'll add a, a second show here and people will have to come here to see them because they won't be able to play Hong Kong. So everything is working in, in Singapore's favor. How Singapore has handled COVID, the, the, the way it has moved into the endemic era, uh, the way it is opening up. And it's also geopolitics are, are moving in Singapore's favor as well. 
Uh, we saw that, Steve, even uh, you know, years before the pandemic hit, which was this idea of doing, uh, you know, big groups doing two shows or maybe more, and then having mice, you know, packages, incentive packages for folks to come in from Malaysia, from Indonesia, come for the weekend, see the show, stay at you know one of the big hotels and and have meals and do all that sort of stuff. So I think that is going to be a model going forward as Singapore relaxes its COVID requirements, but also really. Make Make this the place where you can you can do two or three nights at a fifty five thousand seat stadium for uh, for a major stadium concert and 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 uh, and, and, and Glenn and you know you've had you know you've got F one at that anchor right for that week yeah. and then you've got you know Tomasic has a, a, a large conference in front of that then the Milken Institute comes on in front of that now you're seeing other conferences come in front of Milken and you get people who might have come in for just the F one now maybe they'll stay for a week. Mm-hmm. And, right. and so you're seeing this in sports. You're seeing it, I think, in certainly I know you're seeing it in business. You're going to see it in sports. You're going to see it in, 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 enter- in other forms of entertainment. And it's it's all upside, except for those of us who are trying to get a, a venue those weeks. It's, it's tough and expensive. I will speak to Tan Chuan Jin about your softball league. Don't panic. (laughs) (laughs) I sure. Neil, we have have Singapore national team players who have won the SEA Games on on my team. And you can see where I rank in terms of talent on this team. So it's not just some niche American sport, Neil. No, it's a a SEA Games winning sport. (laughs) I I, I sit corrected. And and I'm sure the Speaker of Parliament has nothing more important to do (laughs) than to get that one sorted for you. Okay. Hey, let's move on to uh, ESG. Environment, social, and governance, uh, Top Globe is in the news again. What's going on with them up in Malaysia? Well, I mean, I think this is a, a perfect illustration of, you know, where businesses used to think we could operate as a business. We don't have to worry about outside impacts in terms of what our stakeholders think of us when we operate from an environmental perspective, our impact on society, or, or our, our governance, so long as we stay within the, the confines of the law. So you've got Businesses used to ignore that, and they used to ignore, you know, some businesses used to ignore geopolitics. And Top Glove has been slammed by both. If you go back a couple years, at the start of the pandemic, Top Glove was seen as a, uh, somebody who was going to benefit from, from, from this because they provided all the PPE that was needed uh, for, for, for healthcare workers, for anybody who was really customer facing, just everybody wearing you know plastic gloves back then, and so they were a huge beneficiary. They wanted to go public; it would have helped them grow as a business. But then it was found that they had forced labor um, in their workforce. Uh, there was uh, the, the the United States Customs and Border Protection uh, prohibited imports of Top Glove because. Top Club was using debt bondage, uh, forcing excessive overtime, abusing, uh, having abusive working and living conditions for those migrant workers in Malaysia. They would take their passports from them when they came so that they couldn't leave uh, the factory. So when the U.S. bans the imports, that forced Top Glove to address those human rights issues in mm. its own workforce. So it couldn't go public and raise the money that it wanted to. Um, by having an, an IPO in Hong Kong. Now, to Top Glove's credit, it addressed all of those issues. It should have addressed them before it was forced to, um, but it then addressed all those issues. Yeah. Then it wants to go public again. And now with the crisis, uh, the, the economic crisis resulting from Russia's you know, invasion of Ukraine, they can't go public again. So they have just gotten slammed, even though they're trying to do the right thing now. I find this conversation about ESG fascinating, Steve. I know you're heavily involved in that area. 
I just wonder sometimes how much does ESG have to play second fiddle to basic economic demands, geopolitical demands? I mean, the obvious example would be you take Europe right now and the gas supplies that they are still taking from Russia. If they didn't, the lights would literally go out. Germany takes, I think, 50% of its uh, gas and energy supply from, from Russia alone. If Russia turns off the tap, their lights go out. And there's a war going on. Mm. So where, where, where is that line, Steve? Because really, in, in, in an ideal world, they'd say, fine, we'll take our energy from elsewhere from this day forward until you pull the troops from Ukraine. But that isn't going to happen because they need to keep the lights on. See, Neil, I think the better lesson is, what would have happened if, if Germany, or the German government, had an ESG mindset beforehand, had been thinking about geopolitical risk beforehand, said, is it smart for us to be taking 50% of our energy supply from a dictator who poisons his, his political opponents, who has no respect uh, for, for territorial integrity. Look, I mean, Crimea was, was 2014. What mm-hmm. happened in Georgia? What happened in Chechnya? This is not new that Vladimir Putin was capable of doing something like this. So had Germany's been saying, is this a smart business decision? from, from a, a German government perspective to put ourselves at, at the whim of, 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 a, of a person like Putin? Of course it wasn't. Yet they ignored it because they ignored the geopolitical risk. They ignored the ESG risk mm. for, sh- for what they thought was a short-term economic gain, and it has come to slam them. And so now, Neil, they have this extraordinarily difficult decision. If they had been working on this a decade ago, they wouldn't be here today. That's, that's the lesson from ESG. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, and, I mean, there's, perhaps there's never a good time to start, but you've got to start at some point. And if that point is today, then that's when it's got to be. But mm. like you say, Steve, yeah, forethought, always, forethought would have been better. Well, it, 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 it's not even you don't even need forethought. It's what are your material risks? What are your material risks to your business, to your government? And how do you mitigate those risks over time? And and there's also value creation that comes out of the ESG. If you started to get into if you were greening your operations, you could be trumpeting that now to your customers, to governments, and you could be making more money instead of being behind the curve. So figure out your material risks and opportunities. Start now. That, that's the time to start. You don't have to. It's not like you're not going to you know, go from zero to 60 or zero to whatever that you do in F1. Uh, right. But but you start now. And that's what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah, um, Steve Aloysius is saying good morning on Facebook Live. And Pin Chow wants to know where they can normally watch softball games here. Oh, so now, so now he's bribing our listeners, is he? <laughs> How much did you pay Pin Chow for that comment? <laughs> well, I was, I was thinking that Money FM was going to start streaming them on Facebook Live oh, when we get the league back up. So I think you can watch them right here. No, we have a very big audience, Steve, and we're eager to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last topic. Uh, Vivian Balakrishnan. Uh, was at the UN on Thursday. Dr. Balakrishnan, a foreign minister, of course, for Singapore, talking at the UN and reiterating the fact that the, the war in Ukraine is a defining moment for small states um, who cannot and should not remain passive over the um, you know uh, unprovoked invasion of smaller nation states. And he's part of, it's part of a grouping uh, that has been looking at this topic. Yeah, and it is so important for Singapore and and other countries, not just Singapore, and other countries to continue to talk about the that we have to uphold as a, as a world a multilateral system that respects the territorial integrity of everybody, because China has a counter narrative going. 
Forget Russia. China has a counter narrative going and China is never condemned Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And it repeats Moscow's position that the invasion was driven by legitimate security concerns, that, that this was really almost self-defense from Russia. And, and the claim, of course, is that because you have former Soviet states, Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania now in NATO, this was a, a defensive move. Uh, by Putin. And of course, that's that's wrong. It violates the, the UN principles. It violates the UN charter. And you need to have countries continue to speak up against this counter narrative to make sure um, that that the position holds that the multilateral system that benefits everybody, especially the hundred plus you know smaller states that, that, that Singapore has brought together for more than 30 years now, continue to be able to 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 to, to live and function in, in our global system. But how much sway does it actually have, Steve? That's my concern. I mean, yes, all of that is true. We must uphold this unilateral agreement. However, the invasion continues. He's doubling down. Uh, He allegedly uh, sent in bombs while UN officials were actually on the ground in Kiev. I just wonder sometimes, Steve, how much weight... Yes, these small nations must continue to condemn the illegal invasion of a sovereign state. How much sway does it ultimately have? Well, I mean, you, you have to do it because the, the, way that, that, the, 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 the way to try and prevent this is to, to, to get Putin out of, of Russia is to make it so economically painful for him. I mean, get him out of Ukraine. So to get it, it he's, you've got to make it so economically painful he has to pull out. And that is going to require sanctions. And it's going to require sanctions not just from the U.S. and the EU. And if you look in, in Asia, yes, you have Japan, Korea, Australia and New Zealand. But Singapore is an outlier in in the region, certainly in ASEAN, by putting sanctions on Russia for this illegal invasion and what is now the the commitment of all these atrocities and, and, and human rights violations. Yet you have a lot of people who get their news here from Chinese media. And the Chinese media does not say that this is a violation of the U.N. They say that this is this is Moscow acting in self defense. So it's critical that you keep you push back against this false counter narrative that mm. Russia is putting forth, that China is supporting. And that's why you have to keep talking about that countries have the right to make their own decisions. If Estonia wants to be part of the EU, that's Estonia's choice. And Russia can't force Estonia not to do that. Mm. And, it, and Singapore needs to be free to make its own choices, whatever they may be. And that's what you have to have this, this counter narrative out there all the time to, to prevent it from taking over. Absolutely. Hmm. Well, let's, let's wrap things up on a slightly lighter note. We're putting the question out there. What events are Singaporeans looking forward to visit now that we that things are opening up? Mike Ung says he's off to Timber, One North and Timber at East Side. Local bands. We're championing local today. Local bands playing this long weekend. Apart from the softball, Mr. Steve Okin, <laughs> what are you looking forward to going and visiting and enjoying now that things are opening up in Singapore? Well, you know, I, it's just getting rid of the, the, the rule of, you know, of two or five and you can go see as, as many friends as you want and you can and you can and you can see them at, 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 uh, at the last minute. And you would say, oh, can we invite three more people? Sure. No problem. And so Glenn and I are going to see one of our friends from from the U.S. Embassy, one of yours, too, Neil Rafiq, who's who's going to be finishing up his tour here and going home. So a bunch of us can get together now without having to think about it. So it's, it's just that freedom of not saying, Oh, we can only, who do we invite and not invite? No, there's only five people. So we can't have three couples over. It's just losing that 
that tension mm. of that's mm. always been hanging over us for two years, all of a sudden it's lifted. It's like, wow, this is great. <laughs> so that's what I'm just, uh, yeah. just so happy to be back to normal. Yeah. Awesome, Steve. Steve, thanks so much for your time today. Appreciate it. Oh. Keep an eye one, on the world. One last request. Yeah, sure. Uh, one last request. Mm-hmm. We cannot get Wi-Fi in our bedroom. I don't know why. We have Wi-Fi in our front room. We have Wi-Fi in bedroom two. I get it in the office. We don't get it in the bedroom. I know you got StarHub coming up. Find out <laughs> why I can't get Wi-Fi in yeah. the bed. How hard is it? It's three bedrooms. Steve. It's not a big place. I never thought I'd have to get the world's smallest violin out twice in two weeks. <laughs> I'm going to play it just for you Steve Okin. There it is. Look. I, you, I, you, can, you guys got ins with the parliamentary. Oh, parliament. wow. You got ins with StarHub. You guys are powerful. I need to take advantage and of, now, of the power you I got. didn't think the first, first world problems could get worse than the softball league. <laughs> but here we are. He's only got Wi-Fi in several of his of, rooms. Yeah, not all of them. <laughs> not yeah. all of them. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll we'll get the cable guy right out there for you, Steve. Uh, we got nothing else to do, and I'm sure StarHub is nothing else as well. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm sending Jim Carrey as we speak, <laughs> the cable guy. He'll fix you right up. All right, Steve. Thank thanks, you so thanks much. Thanks so much. We'll see you soon. <laughs> bye bye. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at MoneyFM893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.